0: And it's a great way to help support our podcast so that we can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with our enlightened guests from all around the world. Check out our Patreon. Today we have with us Dr. Yael Green. She is a hybrid human with a specific mission to help humanity during this time of transition and upgrade. As an ambassador of hybrid technologies and a living portal to other dimensions, skilled holistic healer and an embodiment of the element which she works with, water. Dr. Green illustrates our relationship with water with beautiful description, cosmic understanding, and deep scientific knowledge. Together, these elements reveal our complex interconnection with Earth in our own bodies and with the cosmos. And she's here to tell us all about the Water Matrix. Hello. So how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Thank you so much for joining me. A lot of the mm-hmm. things that I saw on your website and in your bio and doing some research and listening to some of your YouTubes, I found very interesting. I think sometimes people are like missing this element where not only is it the majority of the earth, but it is the majority of us.
1: <laughs> it is Actually, the only thing that we need to stay alive, I mean, whenever we look for life, we look for water. I mean, if you look at Mars, when they went to Mars, the only thing they were looking for was balanced water, neutral water. And that's how they would know that there's life there. So they found hematite, which in order for hematite to grow, it has to have a liquid form of water. But it was very acidic. so. Life is could be considered the primordial soup or that which we all walked out from water. So let's say it's the best element.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps to lessen the stink around the world. That's for sure. (laughs) Taking showers and Some of the language that you use, you know, talking about stargates and portals and hybrids, and we don't realize that it's really not that far out there what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so I like that you have a lot of science behind you as well, because I'm, I'm that seeker that I don't believe everything I'm told. I want to experience it for it to be my Mm -hmm. truth kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for not just like proof and science, but just that discernment within myself that says, you know, know, that's probable, that's possible. I can, you know, align with that. Mm -hmm. And so you're bringing in science and spirituality, which. They're, they've been married for a long time in secret, I guess.
1: <laughs> that's right. Eloping I, constantly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what it seems to be. It's like the <laughs> hidden marriage. I just wish the world would be able to be open to, to seeing that. You know, what did Jesus say? Those who have ears, let them hear. Mm, yes. That's been my mission. The truth that's been hidden.
1: You're giving people, beings, an opportunity to see all, because there is all possibility when we look at, we could look at this in science and the quantum perspective and the entanglement is that there is all possibility and perspective. And so living according to that discernment, that's what we're bringing into this space is everything limitlessness. Mm. When we limit ourselves, that's when we don't feel the edges and when we feel the edges we know okay there's a little bit more there and then we can come back to center and integrate that and then push a little bit more because we don't know what we can't get to we just have to start moving into there with a sense of unlimitedness which is in the smallest quanta of photon light so
0: oh my gosh okay so so tell me how
1: did you come into this to this planet Yes to
0: the, yeah, sure, if you want to go there let's do the This was the
1: first time I've been on this planet so okay, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. My first welcoming wasn't that jolly. So basically my energetic component, my energy body is composed from ship energy. where? Ship energy is basically consciousness in a collective form that has specific purposes, sort of like a family constellation is what we'd call it here on earth. So that energy gets developed as a family constellation on a ship. Okay. When people see lights, ships, it's the only thing that our brain can think of. They're not really ships, but we as earthlings think they're ships. Okay. So that's where sort of quote unquote, I have come from. So that combined with future human DNA and whatever galactic origins that we can go into or not go into, doesn't really matter. Came down, I sort of, I remember this of traveling down with my ship family. We basically have a mother. That's the best way I can describe it. There's one force that sort of brings us together. And then I remember coming down and seeing everyone else move back away from me and then staying here and not understanding why every the rest of my family had gone back. So that being said, the physical father that I had here was also part of my ship family. Mm-hmm. He was here for 12 linear years of this lifetime on this planet, prepared me. Most of the first six, five, six, seven years, I did a lot of traveling back to the quote-unquote ship because that's where most of the learning happens. And there's a lot of transmitting of energy and understandings because we learn a lot here, the whole different world here, there's a lot of information here that. If you are pure consciousness, you don't know what it is like to be embodied. So that information, no matter how much we think that, oh, they're observing us, if we put it in the they them context, it's an exchange of information because to know what it's like to be embodied and experience consciousness in body is not something when you're pure consciousness, you understand, if that makes sense. So there's an equal communication back and forth. So that's what was occurring for the first bit of time. And I've been waiting, I've been on this planet for 50 linear years. And obviously just recently with quote what we're calling awakening, new paradigm, new earth matrix is being put mm-hmm. into place. Now we can bring a lot more high vibrational, high energy light beings so that that frequency can start to shift. We're not shifting out of this body. That's where a lot of people get confused. It's not like, oh, great, I'm moving through the fourth transitional dimension into the fifth, and I'm just going to be in the fifth dimension. It is about understanding that, it's all brain can understand, but it's about understanding that all dimensions are existing in this same time-space continuum that only exists on the third dimension. Time-space continuum don't exist beyond that, but everything is happening at the same time. So as we're able to start to integrate that, our embodiment experiences expand.
0: How did you receive this or how did you know or have you always known?
1: This is what I I am a living portal. This is my purpose. I will not be here after this lifetime. This is what I'm here for. And I will go back and do the other assignments that I have always done.
0: Well, it's kind of coming to Tesla. In fact, Tesla even Mm -hmm. talked about the
1: mothership. Yeah, many have in distinctly coded language obviously. All religious text, all all myth-making. You know, We're here. The big difference is we've created these narratives for myth-making and meaning, because that's what we do in a body. We need to create meaning in a body. Otherwise, why would we be in the body? We don't need to be in this body. You don't need to be in it. I don't need to be in it. We can walk out of the body. It's not a big deal. But in order to feel embodied, there has to be a meaning Mm. to the experiences. And that's where these quote-unquote, myths happen. That's why they're there. And there's encoded information in the text. Is it a big game? It's so fun. It's like, let's try to figure it out. Like, let's go
0: through the experiences. Because, I mean, I like games. I like mysteries. So I'm all about this. So maybe that's why it's so
1: fun for me. It's not fun for most people. I think that's the other thing is realizing there's a fun component that's missing to this play. Yeah, Play is part of that word, the the Maya, the play. Why do we have theater? We have theater because we're watched. There's that play of experiences is what we've forgotten, partly because of the industrial age. It has created us as industrial production souls, as opposed to living being souls, which is what water is. But that has shifted us from taking a role of playing with this into Suffering, suffering different than being uncomfortable. Like, we're going to be uncomfortable because in your body, you have the capacity to get uncomfortable. You should feel uncomfortable. You should feel comfortable. You should feel all of those embodiments. Suffering is where we've gone a little off track. Yes. So, do you feel that you have any others
0: who have joined you here, especially in these younger generations?
1: There are other hybrids. Yeah know also, awesome. mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting.
0: I have my daughter and I have her best friend. Mm-hmm. So similar, so similar. It's both 10. Mm-hmm. They're both very creative and artistic, very mature. Mm-hmm. However, one you can tell is a very old soul here from mm-hmm. earth, many lives. And the other one, she seems so pure, yet not earthly. Mm-hmm you know, but yet they have this connection that's beautiful, beautiful. And they actually get each other in many ways. i really, Mm -hmm. really, I see this as they're both from different places yet meeting each other in this very deep way that is needed for this earth. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I feel like they were both planted here very purposely.
1: Yeah. Very purposely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're, they're very unique. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. They don't care about being different. They don't care about being the norm. In fact, they'd rather not be. They get this already at 10, so it's pretty unique.
1: The idea of different, I think that we can step outside of that. It's such an old paradigm, norm and different. Mm -hmm. Within the quantum field, there are waveforms and particles. Each show up in different ways upon observation because there is all possibility. In the quantum field this is basic quantum physics schrodinger's cat when we observe it condenses the field and collapses it into one which is norm Mm. we've termed as norm anything that anyone else collapses outside of that we term as different here's the thing we're looking at possibility and waveforms start to, they're hard to see, obviously, as we see with the, the eyes, these physical eyes, but they allow things to come in and out of consciousness as necessary. So it's really actually hard to pinpoint waveforms. And this is the one thing that we could really expand into to get a better understanding of going out of this binary which happens everywhere in society Mm -hmm. but the the norm and even trying even the knowing that you're different still places you inside this dual aspect Mm -hmm. versus the complete possibility that you're going to then play with all right i'm going to collapse this playing with it I'm gonna collapse this. Let me play with what it feels like. Even so much as like, let me play with what this feels like to have cancer, collapsing a possibility. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. There's nothing different with having cancer versus having $1 million versus any of that. They are all perceptions of experiences that we've collapsed into what we want to embody and to understand.
0: Wow. So what you're saying is that basically, if you can pull yourself outside of that, then you get to create whatever you would like.
1: That is manifestation. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. But something happens with this brain that we have that gets in the way.
1: We don't realize what the brain's function is. Mm-hmm. If I walk out on the street, I know when to walk across the street to save this body. Mm -hmm. it gives me that information of what to do. It also lets me know when I look at the reptilian part of the brain, when I get information from the nervous system, which is the only way that we get information, the brain processes photons of light and sensitivities, which are all reactions of light into this vessel. And it processes it into some sort of form that then is sent out back either into the body or out into a shape. The shape is what's important. When we shape things or we, we talk about neuroplasticity, which is the ability for the for nervous system to regenerate itself or create a new track, um, we're reshaping. So say I put something in a square. I had an experience. I put it into a square. That square is not working for me anymore. How do I reshape that? Well, I know that, and then we're talking about like geometric shapes, the structure of consciousness speaks to us in geometric form. The universe speaks in geometric form. Specifically the golden mean, we can look at anything of nature, it's in that shape. that mathematical construction that's how we can use the mind different from the brain to reshape the structures of the coded information in the brain does that make sense
0: oh yeah so basically we just have to be conscious to it
1: we have to be conscious and aware Mm -hmm. it's the
0: key to everything
1: which most people are too busy to be
0: conscious or they don't even know how to you know get out of their own patterns of thoughts and stuff that are so heavy and so busy so you know loud
1: yes and the thing about awareness is that there's nothing to do because we often like Okay, I'm, I'm aware of this. Now what do I do with it? That's yeah. always a question I get. Okay, I, I, I had the aha moment. And before we end the session, what should I do? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Isn't that the truth? But we always feel as, as people, as humans, that we have to be doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've said that with my Sophia journey recently. Like, If we received all these things, what do we do with it? What do we do with
1: it? The thing that we get is it has internally changed your matrix. So here's the thing. Stars, when we see them, they've had a history in life already, right? They are not alive when our eyes physically get to see them. So we're actually looking at past history when we see a star. And we're seeing different timelines for stars because some are closer to us. Some are like 10 light years. So when we actually see something, it has passed. Mm-hmm. So why so desperately do we want to see it? That's the first question. Because it once we can actually see it, it means it has already it has already formed its shape. There's nothing you can do with it now. That's not when the doing happens actually. It's done. Wow. Yeah. That's the key. Is being
0: aware and being present right now. This is the doing.
1: Yes, we could end now and be done. We have created. Mm-hmm. This podcast doesn't even have to be published. Right. It's done. We have affected it. We have shifted change. We have, we have shifted things.
0: But it has to keep going because I have to know about the water.
1: <laughs> and
0: <laughs> one thing I have discovered just the whole vibration we're talking about scalar energy it's this is not something new i i feel like it's it was in the old text i mean Mm -hmm. clearly they knew it was a healing this frequency the sulfatio the -hmm. vibration right Mm -hmm. everything is vibration and energy anyways we know this however the power behind it there's
1: power behind it what is that power Mm -hmm. or whatever we're going to call it what is that creation energy? What is that consciousness? What, what, what is that? Because as we get closer, we, one, we will not know what it is in this form. We won't. Because once we get closer to it, it collapses mm-hmm. the immensity of it. So you can know a part of it. You can experience a part of it. Mm-hmm you'll never know the fullness of it in this embodiment. But isn't that the reason why we came here is to know the parts of it. I think that's where some of what religion or religious doctrines came in to try and hold a capacity that's unholdable.
0: Hmm. Would you also give that the equivalent to, say... Love or source,
1: we can only Uh, call it love. It's one aspect. We try poetry, which is why there is all these expressions of it. Every time we feel a part of it, just like you said, I've been experiencing this so far. Like, what's come? What is the to do with it? That expression is how, in this embodiment, we desire to have it transform and come through us. And that's where the play happens.
0: Ah, yes. So transmuting that energy. And, you know, I feel like sharing. You know, I heard something recently that this person thought that the purpose of life was to find your gift and then give it away.
1: I always have a trouble with like, find your gift. It's I have so many people coming like, I'm trying to search for my gift. Like once I can find my gift, you are the gift that. And it's when you're the embodiment. And so it's you being open to all that's coming through you and how you are desiring to express it. For me, I like singing. My partner, her life is about that. That's not me. I could be quiet for the rest of my life and I would be fine.
0: (laughs) Which has been totally the opposite thing that we've been doing for thousands of Mm -hmm. years. We've been seeking Mm -hmm. everything outside of us. We've been experiencing, trying to experience everything Mm -hmm. outside of us. Although we are experiencing also the elements. We are one with them because we are the elements as well.
1: As we know, which is obvious, these are some like, we everything is made up of all the elements we are everything so when we get back to you know i'm going to say water is the number one element (laughs) i'm going to hierarchically say that about it just because i can the fact that 99 of our molecules 99 of a molecule is made of water wow wow we always hear the 70% of I our body didn't weight. See
0: you, and we can walk around.
1: <laughs> okay, exactly. I'm surprised I can even see you, and, yeah, and walk around, exactly. So what are you really, what are we really seeing? That's where we get to sort of shift our mental constructs. What, what am I actually seeing? And so if I could go, if everyone could be like, what am I seeing? Because immediately that opens me up to possibility, that question alone. I drop the white wall. What am I seeing? I don't know. The way I will know it is to experience it and have relationship to it. So everyone always asks, like, how do I connect with water? Like, How do you connect with any energy is relationship. And this goes back to the ancient you know, we talk about that, is everything was about relationship. Nothing comes alive until there's relationship. How are you going to know about it? I don't know because I don't have your relationship with it. What is it about? What can you tell me about water? I can tell you about my relationship Mm -hmm. with it. Everyone is going to have relationship, which is why when you hear me speak about it, It's my relationship. It's not anything that anybody else should take on. And this is the one time I'll I'll use a should. No one else should take on any of this or anything that comes through unless it starts to resonate. And you say, and it gets you curious. And then you start to develop your own relationship. It sparks a curiosity. That's the only reason I'm here is to start to spark possibility and curiosity in people's own relationships with all that's around them. That's what I do. Water has four states. Name three of them for me. Gas. Yep.
0: Liquid. Uh, Solid. Liquid. Exactly.
1: Gel is the other form. It's a transitional state. Like a plasma. Uh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It isn't attached to any of those states. Mm. Why it has over 60 anomalies that make it different than it should be based on its molecular structure. Why does ice form, which is ice is heavier than liquid water. How come it's not sinking to the bottom? How come your ice cubes float? Don't know. We scientifically don't know. Shouldn't based on its molecular structure. It does.
0: Wow, that's so interesting. I
1: never thought about that before. (laughs) I mean, and that's the most basic of all these anomalies. There's communication technology that happens with water that we can go into that shouldn't happen.
0: Like the Emoto, you know, research. Emoto,
1: yep. And that just
0: kills me too, to know that it it just was such a tangible thing for me to see that, you know the sh- the sh- cells literally shrinking and distorting and then how beautiful the sacred geometry was when it was loved and given you know positive energy and i tell you i thought about my children i thought about myself you know and how we receive words frequency
1: because remember you're 99% molecular water you know made me really sad the thing about it is that our body, our human, our physical body is pretty good about keeping a structured water state. It couldn't function without having structured water, structured water. Meet, when water molecules do a lot of this, they're very chaotic. Most of the water we drink is very chaotic. When it structures, it creates hexagonal shapes and it comes together. That's where the gel like substance comes into play. Unless a cell, within and around it because through the structured water, that's how the information through the nervous system communicates. That's how the, because inside the cell, there's a plasmic state. That's how it functions. All of its cellular functions happen because of the structured water. When things become chaotic, we have cells that multiply in the thousands that we call cancer, cells degrade, We've got a lot of immune autoimmune illnesses that create that. So the structured, what well, we have a certain amount of structured water in our body. If we didn't, if 12, even if we got to a decrease in water in our body to like nine to 10%, we'd be close to dead, which isn't that much. Nine to 10% of water. We'd be dead. 12% is basically we couldn't, our cells couldn't function. That's how much we rely on water and structured water. So thank God we don't have to think about it. The body does this. We would be dead if our minds were in charge of our bodies and keeping them alive. So where we get to play with it is harmonizing our body's water, Mm. hence our body, with frequencies that feel in line. So you talked about the sulfedge, 432, 440 hertz, we're looking at, and this is how Emoto's worked and many people before did it. He's just the one that made it famous. That's how our bodies are reacting to frequencies. So we can we put ourselves in spaces where we feel, we're not always looking for a constant balance. We need stress in our lives. We need to stress and come back. So water constantly flows. Everything constantly is moving. We are always in motion. So we want that capacity to move back and forth. Not to go crazy. That's trauma response. We want the capacity to do this. When water goes crazy, it's tsunamis. When water is smooth and calm, it's got a little bit, we kind of have fun and we play in the waves. That's what we want. Same thing in the body.
0: So that explains the base 12 frequency, scalar energy, uh, russia machine. The frequency is literally dancing around it's making
1: your water it's making your body dance yes water the water dance yeah we can get because when we're in water there we lose track of space and time Mm -hmm. if you've ever had anyone work with you in the water all of a sudden people are like was that an hour it felt like like it was five minutes like yeah that was an hour in this linear time like my gosh and sometimes i didn't know whether i was right i didn't know where i was Oh wow." Because the beauty of doing that is that your remembrance and your cellular water matrix gets to feel that and it remembers it. Mm. And then it transfers it, and all of the cells are bathed in that information.
0: You know, we don't really even know a, a small portion of our ocean. It's so tiny. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> I have Basque in me in my DNA, and uh, did some research there, and that the DNA is not going back to like Homo sapiens, and possibly from the water, which I, you know, I think is amazing because, like, Mm -hmm. I think science is eventually going to catch up with everything and reveal all, and then everyone will be like, "What?"
1: (laughs) I think, and it's more so that our capacities for moving into possibility will reveal all everything is there it's just capacity to hold that information in this body mm-hmm. we're all at different capacities because for example say you've been studying sophia mm-hmm. 10 years ago your energetic fields couldn't hold that capacity it may have gone in you probably even heard it which is why now there's the capacity to hold that and it's come into your frequency That's the capacity to hold it, hear it, hold it, and integrate it. Things Mm -hmm. pass through us a lot until we have the capacity to hold it.
0: Right. I can see that. So it's all, well, it's all, like you said, it's all around us. All of the information is just all right here. It's just, can you just grab that?
1: And so,
0: but you have to be kind of matching its frequency to be able to.
1: Right. Right. Years ago, I had a mentor. She's like, Why are you st- like, you don't need to study that? It's it is around in the field. Why would you be studying? Like, you don't need to. The reason for studying is we try to get our frequency to match. That would be an actually interesting thing to teach these students. Like, how do you match frequencies with information? That's studying. Mm. Why do I memorize something to place it in a square box in my mind instead of trying to learn how to match? Frequencies.
0: I wish Mandu was here because she actually had a conversation with the ocean one day, just sitting with it, and mm-hmm. then it threw out like this pearl um, mm-hmm. on a necklace to her. And I was like, "Divine wisdom, right there for you, you know, in a pearl." But you know, there's always the elements of water mm-hmm. involved, right? Like I do believe there's probably truth to every myth, however we perceived it. Mm-hmm. No, it's mm-hmm. are. Jesus got baptized in the water, the, you know, washing of the feet. And yeah. I mean, every single day I take a bath or a shower, which I literally take like a spiritual bath. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wash the body and then I imagine like negativity falling off of me or anything. That's not mine. <laughs> That's my mom's or everybody else's, mm-hmm. you know, just coming off of me and going down the drain. And-
1: yeah. Any creation story is water, which makes us take the next step of could as water has become this substance this element could that be a representation of the all that is this
0: is the relationship so as i was just talking about my relationship with my bath it's Mm -hmm. not the bath it's the water Mm -hmm. that i have the relationship with Mm -hmm. we are you know i can't even brush my teeth sometimes without wondering where the water's going and i'm like brushing my teeth washing it go down you know thinking and i'm just like way mindful of the water mm-hmm. <laughs> where are you going what's in you who puts who put this fluoride in you and all of these things that don't belong in you
1: mm-hmm. yeah and, just- and not to worry so like do we have to worry so much about all of these things because sometimes we go to the extreme of like there's fluoride in what like Yes, there is. And we put the, can I, should it not be, would it be better? Absolutely. Is it, would it be better if we didn't create those dams? Yes. And we didn't put water through, you know, metallic straight pipes. Yes. But then, okay, if that is, how do I, how do I approach that relationship uh, from my end? And can I transmute those energies so that they become more neutral so that that can actually allow, as I'm transmuting them, that can allow them to be free. Because when I transmute something, it can, same thing when we talk about generational trauma work. If I'm transmuting it, it allows five generations past to be free of that. It's the same thing with water or anything that we're bringing in that may not be resonant. Can I transmute that and bring it into neutrality, which can free it from its, all of its past you know maybe from where it traveled from the spring to me or whatever the however far it's going to go back
0: so when we do you believe that when we have Mm -hmm. actual like i'm from louisiana you know so i mean when we have hurricanes when we have you know tsunamis and stuff and the energy is chaotic Mm -hmm. i mean is this her way of being pissed off
1: i actually just recently worked last week with someone who uh, experienced the tsunami and We recognize the power in everything. There's no, it it would look, if we looked at it as an anger, it would be looking at it as retribution. That there's an expression that versus, that's, that's an expression versus a retribution or a punishment. Because that puts us in a we're good, bad paradigm of like, oh, there's a hurricane, you know, it's tearing everything up. This is an expression that we live within and looks at our relationship. For example, what if I don't talk to one of my family members for many, many years? That is my expression. At the end of the life of that person, I'm there could be feelings that are going to come up. And then that's part of this experience and this expression. There's nothing, I don't want to say there's nothing bad or vengeful or punishing or good it is solely just an expression and an experience. Does it throw the world that I think I have created possibly into a different state? It does.
0: You know, like I doing a lot of ancestry work. My family is from generations all the way back to the sixteen hundreds at the mouth of the Mississippi. They mm-hmm. never left. I mean, a lot continue to stay there. they've had slavery, they've had segregation, they've had oil spills, they've had hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. And um, they're just relentless people. But there's been a lot of bad things on that land, a lot of, you know, negative energy. I mean, I've been there and stood there with, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling and curses, we're talking, you know, really Mm -hmm. bad stuff. And so where it's like it's going to just keep on slamming you until until maybe if there's healing there. Yeah. So, and I feel that has been part of my journey in bringing the light mm. to the darkness of mm-hmm. um, the truth, of all the things that have been hidden. Mm-hmm. And so I think that maybe, like that's the kind of stuff, breaking curses, that healing and that acknowledgement, bringing things to the light. And then who knows, maybe it'd be like, I don't know, maybe somehow the land would heal and Mother Earth would embrace that.
1: That is know, exactly, that. yes, yeah, yeah, that is exactly. It's not, you know, there is nothing wrong that there is darkness, that is yeah. the underbelly. And it's the process of dark and light and dark and light. Yeah. But where we have, we've been in the darkness, we, this is, we're bringing light. This is why this age, yeah. the age of Aquarius, you know, we're now in the bringing light. Do yeah. we have to put down the darkness and say, right. I would tell, you like, right. no"? and that's where people get stuck. It was like, you're bringing more darkness. The yes. job is to just now see the light because we're going to go back into darkness. It will just continue. We look at the yuga cycles over millions of years. That's what happened. Right. Yes. That's how to learn because the thing about energy that is it unfolds. And it enfolds back on itself. Energy is constantly doing that dance. Water is constantly doing that dance. So to be okay with the dance.
0: Wow. I like that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You make me want to go just like chill in the water right now Mm -hmm. and just like connect with it
1: Yeah,
0: and receive it. (laughs) Yes. I love it so much. So tell everybody what you have going on, where they could find you and what you offer.
1: So uh, thewatermatrix.org is the website. And I also have the Instagram, but I'm not great at posting on Instagram. Uh, I do water journey sessions. So I think it's good to, if you read it over, it'll give you a good description of that. I do mentorships with people when they're moving into, they've done some trauma work, they're moving into a more awakened state. We really explode out that perception just as some of what we did today. And then I'm hoping this next year I'm going to do a water medicine work with at the Cenote's, which are underground water in the Yucatan Peninsula. And hopefully possibly something in uh the Middle East, maybe the year after that's awesome. And now it's time for break that shit down. Know that there is nothing to do your heart and your soul and your consciousness will lead you into every place and has already been leading you. It's there. You can just listen. And if you ask, the water will guide you on this journey. That is why it's flowing in rivers and oceans. Just follow it. Take a walk along there. Wow.
0: Do you know that I say that I owe my life to muddy Mississippi? So my parents met on a riverboat. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I I love looking at the Mississippi and just like sitting on like the boat and just looking at it and just kind of so smooth and, Oh, and everybody's like, it's so gross. Look at this. And I'm like, Oh, the -hmm. love that I feel for the river. So Mm -hmm. it's all in perspective. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.